All right. Uh, we're here talking to uh, Cody Brewer. He's done a few a few things, I guess. He's a pretty decent little wrestler in Missouri. Um, and currently he is uh, assistant coach at Virginia Tech. So we're going to ask him a few different things, cover a lot of topics, some of them a little more serious than others. But um, first off, what are you telling your guys to do to – train or stay ready or any way they can get better just during this whole coronavirus situation yeah it's kind of crazy i um obviously we've never seen anything like this the virus and the whole thing that's going on kind of nuts that you know i've never seen anything just completely shut down um everything so right now basically for our guys it's just you know doing things on their own we can't really tell them to do workouts or do any you know do anything that they're not wanting to but you know, obviously, if they're they're Division One sport, they're you know they're doing something to try to get better. Hopefully, every day, whether it's you know even as simple as watching film or you know the things at home they can do, and you know getting out and going for runs. It seems like people are actually doing more exercise outside now than I've probably ever seen. But <laughs> um, so yeah, that's just the basic thing is just trying to get better every day in in little ways. You know, it doesn't always have to be a big jump every day, but little gains of, of trying to get their body back in shape a little bit. You know, we had the kind of downtime after NCAAs there or should have been NCAAs, I should say, but, um, you know, I had that downtime a little bit now. It's kind of just figuring out what's next and going with whatever our university tells us that we can and can't do. So just kind of doing that, I should say, to, to strengthen, you know, our, our guys and, and try to make them better every day. But, yeah, our strength coach is actually doing quite a bit too as well. Like he can give them workouts and been sending them stuff. So it's it's been good so far. A um, little little weird, a little different than what, what we're used to, but it's been good. So Yeah, for sure. So you kind of hit on it. So it's kind of a good transition, but probably kind of a sad thing to talk about. But how did your group or what was what was your reaction to when you heard NCAAs were canceled? Um, I think more than anything I knew, and this is probably bad to say beforehand, but when the NBA got canceled that we were in trouble, mm-hmm. I was like, that's not good. They don't shut down big organizations like the NBA that make tons and tons of money yeah. <laughs> if it's not something serious, you know? And I think that was probably the hardest part, you know, for me is knowing I, I felt like that it was just coming, you know, I was like, man, it's the NBA was first. And then it was kind of a couple weeks later, they got to the NCAA stuff and, it's rough, right? I mean, the the seniors that put all that work in and don't get to don't get to do it. You know, we had a couple of seniors on our team that it, that it was rough for them. You know, and 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 you feel for them, and and honestly, you could say you know what they feel like, but you don't. You know, because we've never been in that situation, and and you just try to be there for them as as much as you can. And our, our guys were pretty pretty shook up, right? I mean, you you take that whole you know, there's a lot of tears shed. There's, I mean, you're you're mad, you're upset, you know, and it's it's a tough thing to, to deal with when you're, you know, a college kid that's like, cause I can't imagine, you know, myself, if they're like, Hey, your last run or you're, you know, you're a senior or a freshman or sophomore, you can't go this year, mm-hmm. you know, and you're a week and a half away from finishing, you know? And, and I think the wrestling world would be so much different if we made it a week and a half past NCAAs and they're like, all right, we're shutting everything down. Everybody'd be like, sweet. We're good, you know. <laughs> yeah. We can move on with life, but you know, shutting down the tournament, I think, really took it out of people. And, and they were talking at one time with no fans. You know, how do you have an NCAA tournament with no fans? You know, I, I don't know if that would have been, you know, the guys would have got to wrestle, but how, you know, 
deflating where that had been had been like I just wanted to see a title and nobody's here you know yeah. so imagine, it was a tough one to swallow imagine so. your own run like you you were whenever you won in series you were like the momentum king imagine what that would have been like without any fans or anything I mean that would have just, that would have been so different I feel like really rough yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really rough and you know it's still a, a title's a title and and I'm sure the guys would have taken it that that got it with no fans and and I agree but man that's that's part of that experience you know it's it's really odd it's a one-of-a-kind thing and once you're a part of it it's with the fans and the you know it's I was actually talking to somebody the other day about it that it's the only like sporting event where like all teams are in one arena like college-wise because you get college basketball or like two different you know two different teams usually and that's it you know they're cheering for their team it's like you literally have every team in one arena cheering for their people no matter what or what's going on you know it's it's kind yeah. of a special thing so it's it's pretty cool so so it's kind of a, another the last downer topic i swear but no you're you, good <laughs> you, you, you coach in virginia so you got a good you know finger on the pulse of that situation so what was kind of the reaction in the state to the uh, ODU news last week about ODU getting dropped? Crushing. I mean, those, those guys, and, and that's another thing. And, and obviously I think about, you know, I, I was telling somebody because we were kind of talking about it. I think about obviously the kids and how, how bad you feel for them that it gets dropped. But more than anything, I felt for their coaching staff. I mean, those mm -hmm. guys are, they lose their jobs. I mean, that's, can't imagine, you know, being at, at this state, even in my career, early coaching career that, you know, if I woke up one day or I knew before and they're like, you're going to lose your job at the end of this. And it's like, man, that's obviously hopefully the kids go on to wrestle somewhere else, you know, and, and still can compete. The seniors, it's unfortunate that kind of coronavirus took it, <laughs> took yeah. it from them either way. But, you know, I, I felt for those coaches and, and then that was rough. I know for them is, you know, they got families and it's, it's really bad. And it's, it's unfortunate that, sometimes that that happens i don't know it's been happening a couple of times with you know you you know eastern michigan and then odu and and then you see programs pop up so you, you know you think there's hope again and then something like that happens and you're like man it's it's no. interesting how the you know i i don't i don't know how they played it off the virus as well you know i don't know the details of it too much but it's kind of a bad time right a double like you said kind of double downer one after another thing like you're like hey we're not going to wrestle in the end of the season, and now we're going to end up dropping your program too. It's like, yeah, guys, oh, and the coronavirus. Yeah, I can't catch a break. So, but yeah, unfortunate. Hopefully, like I said, those kids that still have eligibility, hopefully they go to another program and can still compete and wrestle. And then the coaching staff, hopefully they can get on somewhere and and still coach and and do their jobs. So. Yeah. All right. On to more, you know, positive stuff. So <laughs> I, I asked some people different things that they might want me to ask you, but. You know, obviously, your your run at the NCAA's was very, uh, you know, highly touted and awesome. So, the di we were talking the difference between you, you did well all year, but you were just a different level of dominant when you wrestled the NCAA's the year you won it. What was the what was the difference, or what was the mindset that you had going into those matches? Um, I think more than anything is just getting back to just wrestling. You know, I'd been to the tournament twice. I'd got on the podium twice. And I was thinking that, you know, obviously I could, you know, kind of that summer going into that year, I just, I knew I could win it. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm right there at the cusp, you know, of, of wrestling these guys and, and beating the, the really talented guys in my weight. And, 
just knowing going into that, that, that I had to put five matches together to win it and that I could, you know, and I, I felt good when I went into every match and, you know, I, I don't know. It, it happened so quick in a way that I was just like sitting there, you know, on Saturday, like I'm in the NCAA finals. You know, I've been thinking about this day since I was a kid, you know, watching other people and it just, yeah, it, it was crazy. I, <laughs> this year I actually sat down and watched all the matches cause I had never like, I'd seen clips of them and watched them, and I was like, man, that's all right. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty crazy, you know. And You're on fire. Think, yeah. The more anything I think about, like, you know, all the time that people put into me, my coaches, you know, the, my family being there. I mean, that was in St. Louis, and I'm a Missouri guy, and it was cool to have all my family there, you know, when I wanted. And so it's it was definitely a run that, you know, hopefully – you know, I could tell my kids about one day and that I'm like, you know, your, your dad used to be pretty good, you know, and, <laughs> and that's, that's a cool thing, you know, for me to, to, to be able to say that and to live, you know, live that moment and, and, you know, thank God there's, you know, video that I can watch it, you know, again and show people. And it's, you know, cause you know, back, back in the day, there wasn't a whole, there was no flow wrestling. There was no videos, you know, it wasn't on ESPN and, so it's it's cool to definitely remember those that moment and and get back to it. It's it's a crazy thing. I don't, you know, I, I tell people all the time. It's not. I put a lot of sacrifice into that tournament. You know, I put mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of hours, a lot of practice time, a lot of you know film, whatever it was. I put a lot into that, and and that was my sacrifice. You know, I made. You know, I didn't didn't do a whole lot of normal things probably that normal college kids did to do. And you know, I think that's in a way what made me different. I sacrificed a lot and. And that was what it took to, to get that title. So, yeah. So this might sound like a dumb question to some people, but people don't know what uh, emphasis certain tournaments hold for certain wrestlers. So I was thinking, obviously you won state championships in high school, mm -hmm. you won the NCAAs and then you won the U S open. Right. So of those, which of those was the most exciting for you, I guess, in the moment when you, when you won it or mm -hmm. uh, did they hit you differently or, yeah. or were they all, they were all just like, Oh yeah, this is, I love all these. Yeah. No, the, the state tournament was, yeah, I, I would say that was special in a way of like, I got to do that with my brother and that was mm -hmm. important to me. Like he was my coach and it was special in that aspect. He did a lot in the state of Missouri and was really good. And, and for me to, you know, kind of give back all the time he put into me, and, and that was something special family-wise. Um, the NCAA tournament's just a different beast. <laughs> Feels mm -hmm. like the Super Bowl, you know. It's it's big. It's There's a lot of people. And and when you win that, like I said, it just kind of goes by so quick. And at the end of it, you're like, I just won that. Wow. All right. So and it's kind of one of those, like, special moments. And then the U.S. Open was, was kind of good for me because I, I was a little older. I'm not, not crazy old, but I was a little older and I think that one kind of hit home cause I knew I was done. You know, I was, I was towards my end. I retired after, you know, the world trials and was done. And I think that one hit me a little more like I kind of finished the way I wanted to obviously making the world team was the goal, you know, that didn't happen, but you know, the U S open was pretty special cause my, you know, my wife got to watch me wrestle and that was important and for family wise and, and she got to watch me compete and, so it, that, that one was pretty special in the aspect that I knew I was done. You know, I was like, I, I got one tournament left and then the, hopefully the world championships and bring back a medal and I can be done. And, and that was, that was big for me. Cause I'd never won the U S open. I went three times and lost, you know, 
two times before and it's a really tough tournament you're getting everybody's best and there's young guys there's older guys and that one probably was probably I would say most special to me probably now now 10 years from now I don't know mm-hmm. but for now that was that was a pretty big deal for me um you know moving forward like you know kind of ending my wrestling career I should say so yeah um obviously we don't know what's going to happen with spring and summer wrestling freestyle and greco this summer but you know mm-hmm. typically what we're all focused on at this time is getting high school kids ready for all this stuff junior duels and cadet duels and fargo and everything so a lot of people i guess one of the unspoken things that people who are just kind of like casual wrestling people don't know is that a lot of memories people build come off this spring and summer so mm-hmm. i was just wondering do you have any favorite memories from freestyle and greco season when you were growing up yeah yeah that was like you know that was kind of my dad and my brother and they kind of made that a big deal you know and, and my coach my club coaches that you know you're gonna wrestle in the summer you know it's all the way I played football like you know in the fall when in my kids and then you know as I got older I you know I didn't play football anymore because I'm five seven and 140 <laughs> pounds so that doesn't really work out but uh but yeah, I, I loved it in the summer because, you know, like the big thing for me that I remember probably the most um, was, was like the cadet duel trips. Like you talked about junior duels. Like I never went to junior duels, but, you know, all the guys would tell me, but the cadet duel special, you know, those were special trips. You know, we had, I want to say that two years, we actually kind of got lucky. They were both in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So for me, it wasn't a big travel, but like the team was still really close and and it was everybody from, you know, every part of the state getting together and, and putting their best to, to try to win it. We actually had some pretty good teams when I went through. Drake Hattishelt was on my team and a couple other teams, you know, and then, you know, we're wrestling at the same time in college. And it's it's special, you know. You meet you meet some of your buddies that you never thought, you know, from different teams. And, and you hopefully keep those, you know, relationships. I still – if I see Drake, you know, now I still talk to him for a while. And and we were we were pretty tight on those teams. and so. It's interesting how, you know, those trips can really make a difference on whether you, you really love it, you know, because in the summer everybody's, I should say, normal people or other people <laughs> are out the pool and doing different things. And you're training freestyle wrestling, you know, to try to either win freestyle, you know, Fargo titles or you're trying to, you know, get better for the next folk style season as well. So a lot of good memories, but the ones that stand out definitely are cadet duels and the, the fun that we had, you know, on those trips because they were, they were pretty fun. So. Yeah. All right. This is kind of a, uh, just a, a wrestling nerd question, but you've wrestled tons of people, obviously. Um, who is your least favorite person to wrestle and why? And I don't mean, I don't mean personally you hate them or anything. I just mean maybe <laughs> they just aren't fun to wrestle and it could be, you know, a practice partner. It could be anything. I mean, then that to yeah. just be, be a match. Who are some of your least favorite people to wrestle and why? Oof. Um, dang, that's kind of tough. <laughs> I would say practice-wise, Kendrick Maple was good to wrestle, but also terrible. <laughs> um, because he would absolutely thump me in practice, and I would mm-hmm. not, did not enjoy that at all. Um, <laughs> he was really strong, really fast. I spent most of my time probably on the mat, just laying there, just wondering when it was going to end. Um, but he was really difficult. It was good for me, but I hated it because he was, he was really tough to wrestle, really strong, really athletic. It was, 
I was definitely out of my week. When I got a takedown on him that day in practice, I took that for like the week and was like, all right, that might be the only one I get for a while. But uh, he was a tough guy to wrestle. Um, man, I don't know. It's kind of tough because they're, you know, I didn't think of too many people like I just hated it. I wrestled a lot of guys a lot, I should say. Like the Big 12 was kind of, I'd wrestle a lot of guys like, five six times in my career maybe more if they were the same weight like I was and I always felt just, like you were like every time I saw you wrestling it was like Johnny Morrison like all the time yes yes and he was a guy that was really difficult to wrestle um I wrestled Earl Hall a lot in college I was like because we were in the big 12 and a couple guys like that were pretty tough and, but yeah there was a couple like Morrison was a tough one I finally ended up beating him the last time but he beat me like probably five or six times before I had actually beat him the once. And it was like. You beat him in NCAAs, right? Yeah, yeah. We wrestled NCAA tournament. I got like three takedowns in the first period, which had never happened in like any of our matches. They were always like three, two, four, two. I mean, he beat me, I think, one time by like six. And that was like the most ever. And then after that, we wrestled and I ended up pinning him in the NCAAs. And that was a big win for me because he was a senior and I was just like a sophomore and but yeah, it was he was a tough guy to wrestle. Like we had this very similar styles, and it was really like we would kind of butt heads on that aspect. And he was really hard to wrestle. Um, probably say the guy that I I don't want to say disliked wrestling the most because it was just a probably the only match I've ever gotten like just thoroughly beaten. I wrestled Dan Dennis one time at Midlands when he was out of college and I was a freshman, and I think he tech fault me. I mean, it was like ugly, ugly. I felt like I grabbed a hold of him, tried to like move him and he didn't move. Like, I was like, I don't, what is happening? I don't, I've never had this happen before. And he was, he was one guy that, you know, that I was like, Oh my gosh, this is what man strength feels like. Cause I remember looking at the bracket and he was on there and it said, Dan Dennis, Iowa. And I'm like, surely that's not Dan Dennis from like the NCAA finals a couple of years ago. Like that's somebody else. And I hadn't seen him in the tournament, and I was like, whatever. I won, like, my first two matches, and then I had him. And I looked, and I was like, oh, my God, there he is. That's him. Yep. I was kind of like – I thought it was not him, and it definitely was him. So, I had a little bit of rude awakening as a freshman. But those are probably the only guys that I really probably struggled or didn't like wrestling. For the most part, I was – I liked wrestling just about every – you know, the different styles, actually, I got interested off that probably more of – how can my style, you know, wrestle into theirs? And I enjoyed that aspect of it a little bit, but. Yeah, that was going uh, to lead me into a question there. Uh, you were known for like real high scoring, like super offensive style. So with, with NCAA wrestling, a lot of times that's really just not a thing. You know what I'm saying? A lot of, like you said, three. So how did you, how did you get in matches and kind of pull guys into the firefight like that? Um, I think just knowing that, that take, if, if, you know, if, cause I gave up, you know, first takedowns or, you know, even two or three sometimes. And just knowing my mentality was, was first off, my goal was 10 points or more every match. That was the goal, whether I didn't care how many he scored, I was going to get 10 or more. And then, you know, just knowing that, that it's just a whole, it's a seven minute match. It's a long time. You know, people probably think it's maybe short, but I was always a big person on, it's a long seven minutes, you know, he's going to have to stop multiple shots if, you know, if he's going to be in the match. Um, but I just enjoyed that. The fans loved it. I enjoyed that aspect of, I like seeing points scored. I remember being a young 
kid, you know, and somebody would score 10 points in a match and that like NCAAs, I was like, that is awesome. You know, they, the fans loved it. The people enjoy, you know, and wasn't like a people pleaser by any means, but I was, I wanted to put on a show for people that they kind of remembered. They were like, man, that brewer guy really let it, you know, really let it go. And so that was kind of my goal, but yeah, most guys got roped into it (laughs) at least a little (laughs) bit, whether they were scoring a lot or I was scoring a lot. It was, it was going to happen. You know, I was going to make sure it happened. So. Yeah. Jesse, sorry, Jess. I'm going to ask. I was, well, I just, we were going on a little bit about styles there. And um, I mean, we've talked to Dom before about it a little bit, but I was just wondering if you would maybe expand a little bit on the differences in styles, maybe even just by like conference. Cause Dom always was like, yeah, when you wrestle guys from like big 12, you know, it's a totally different feel than when you're wrestling people from Big Ten or, or Pac-12 now and right. or whatever. So I was just wondering if you could maybe get into that a little bit because sometimes I wonder if people actually think about the fact that there actually is kind of a stylistic difference even by conference, you know. Oh, so. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I would say, you know, probably – and Dom would probably say the same thing. The Big Ten is, is kind of the brawlers, right? I mean, you got guys that are really good hand fighters and – it kind of, you know, I've noticed it more now, probably from the coaching side, that those coaches, you know, implement their styles, and that's how they wrestle. Right. You know, I mean, if you look, you know, I, I was at Northwestern for Andrew Howe, and, and how he teaches is how he wrestled. I mean, it's, it's I'm going to get you tired, I'm going to wear you down, I'm going to score some points, and, I, and I'm going to make you not want to wrestle me anymore. That's kind of that mentality that Ryan Deacons adopted, and, and then those guys at, at Northwestern, and the big 10 style is just, that's how it was, you know, and at Oklahoma, I was lucky to be around, you know, Mike Leitner and, and he was a scoring machine and he was fast. And, and we kind of, I fit into that, his style a lot. Um, we, we shot a lot of the same, you know, shots and it was just different, but I think the big 12 was kind of known for being like the slicker guys. I should say, if we were, if, you know, if any style that they could hit you in some ankle picks and low singles and score points and, you know, and then it seemed like, you know, and being in the ACC now, that the guys are pretty good technically. You know that they have very technical style, and you know the coaching staff I think kind of believes in that. That you know technique is is important, and that's and that's you know what I've learned a little bit about being the ACC is we really break down a lot of technique, and and guys are you know just that's how they wrestle. You know, and and like I said, I think coaching styles are different. You know, everybody. You know, I'm sure Tom Brand's coaches are different from Tom Ryan. And then, you know, and Ryan coaches different from Tony Roby. And you know what I mean? It just everybody has their own unique way of doing it. And, and I think the conference, you know, I think more than anything, like the Big Ten's been known for that. You know, they're going right. to hand fight, hand fight, you know, hard and, and stay in there. And the Big 12, you know, was, was kind of known for we're going to score some points and, you know, we're going to shoot a lot and we're going to try to, you know, slick you every once in a while and that's just kind of what they were known for but it's interesting because you know you see kids go into that style you know like high school recruiting wise you know maybe they wrestle different high school and then they change right you know when they get to college or it's different it's interesting to see it's it's cool really cool for our sport that there's not one way you know to do it obviously you know Iowa won 10 titles in a row or you know I mean they were crushing it for so long and that was like the only way right and then there was more guys that came through. I mean, Oklahoma back in the day was, you know, the Schultz brothers had their style and, you know, and so it's just kind of interesting how it all has has evolved to now, I should say. What do you think, like, whenever you're looking at high school kids trying to recruit them, I mean, 
there's a lot of different things people think that matter, but what do you think most good college coaches are actually looking at about the kid to view him as recruitable from a wrestling technique standpoint, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's big that, you know, for me that the guys have, you know, good attacks, you know, and, it could be able to, to stick in the hand fight, maybe not, you know, brawlers, but can stick in hand fight and, and be able to move. And, and I, I think that, you know, one of the biggest things is, you know, how much they can take and get back up, you know, was the biggest thing that I always told people, well, especially on a division one level, it's not really how much you can dish out a lot of times. It's how much you can take and kind of keep getting back up. You know, we got a lot of guys, even on our team that, you know, I, I look more if, if they give up a takedown, what happens next? You know, do they, do they bail? Do they, you know, do they get back up their feet and try to go again? Or does it, you know, is it crazy scramble? Like what kind of kid, you know, are, are you going to be? And I, and I was a big emphasis on, you know, that you got to be able to score points and, and you got to be able to be, you know, nothing really affects you. You know, you give up a takedown, you're back to your feet, you're right in that guy's face and you're, you're wrestling, you know, or you're getting on top and you're, you're, you're really working to turn or, you know, you're off, you're getting off bottom because it's a, it's a thing you need, you know, and, I think, you know, high school kids, it's it's different sometimes because you're having to look at, you know, them wrestling other high school guys, right? They get in the college room, it's different, you know. But, you know, I, I think for most high school kids, it's just, you know, knowing how much you can take, you know. Can you can you break yourself to the, to the breaking point and can you get back up and keep going? You know, that's what I really look for in a guy. If he's, you know, it doesn't matter if he's a four-time state champ or a one-time state champ, if, if he can, if he can dish it out and, and be able to take it and keep going. That's a big, big indicator in our sport that you can usually make it, you know? Well, we'll let you go after this. I just got one more question. Uh, (laughs) You have, you, you, you've done a lot of different things. You've been wrestling all the time for basically your whole life. This is probably Mm -hmm. your first period of time for a long time. You haven't wrestled actually. Yeah. But, uh, does any particular story uh, stand out to you as a weird wrestling story or a surreal wrestling moment, anything like that? Oh, man. So I was at Granite City Tournament, which used to be a big tournament we used to go to in Illinois. Um, and I remember it was, it was a weird, weird moment. I still remember it to this day. But it was – I put this kid in a cradle on top, and right before I turned in, he looked right at me, like right into my eyes. And he said, I love you. <laughs> and then I put him this back and pinned him. And it was the weirdest. I, I like, I felt so awkward after that. Match that I was like, I went over and told my brother and I was like, that guy just said he loved me right before I pinned him. I mean, and I not kid you, not a smirk on his face. Not we, I mean, he looked dead into my eyes and was like, I love you. And then I pinned him and I was like, that was the weirdest thing I think I've ever been a part. Like, and you know, I, the college, I don't, you know, I couldn't tell you the, I don't, I don't know if I had anything that was crazy weird, and, you know, in the freestyle, there was never anything that was, you know, <laughs> over the top, but that high school moment, I was like, that kid just told me he loved me right before, and he might have really loved, I don't know, it was the weirdest, <laughs> yeah, you should have his, hunt him down, figure out what, yeah, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, thank you, that was awesome.